Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to yet another episode of Unmuted. Uh, the camera's the camera's slightly in a different position, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to play it cool. You guys, uh, you, you guys like that? Still not sure if it works. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to everyone that's uh, in the notification squad: Judy, Roxanne, Ahmed Munir, Wajiha. What is up? Thank you guys for uh, for coming down for the intro before the intro, and Wajiha showing some love. Uh, Thank you guys so much. If you guys are new here, if anyone is new here, my name is Adnan, and, and my cat just destroyed the the whole set. Uh, my name is Adnan, and on the show we talk about motivation, inspiration, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world. I gotta put my cat down. One second. This is sushi. Um, and that includes you. You're the, you're a part of the the conversation. So if you're tuning in live, make sure you join the conversation in the comments. Anything you want to add to the conversation, anything you have to say, uh, put stick in there, and uh, my guest and I will get to every single one of those comments. Any questions at all? Um, yeah. And uh, before before we jump into things, I want to give a big shout out to the patrons. All these names you see scrolling up here. Uh, these are the guys that make the show possible. Um, every every single one of them contributes in their own way to uh, to keep the show running, to keep the lights on around here. Bringing the show three times a week, uh, and uh, and make sure that it, it stays going. And if you're um, interested in uh, finding out how that you're into, or you're not uh, able or willing right now, um, a like and a share go a long way for an internet show. So uh, share it, you know, uh, invite some friends. Let's have cool conversations with a bunch of different people. And um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Episode 41. Holy shit, guys. It's 41. Um, it's uh, it's it's been a trip. On our way to 50 right now. And um, my guest today, I'm super stoked to have uh, Lee Solink as my guest. Um, if you've ever met me and seen uh, uh, see, seen me unrobed, that's that doesn't sound right. If you've <laughs> ever seen me in shorts and a t-shirt, yeah, you've seen his work. Um, old schoolers would know him from uh, from a band called Good Friday. You remember that shit? Um, and uh, he's he's an entrepreneur. He has his own tattoo shop. Is he does gaming things. He's he's a designer. He's a tattoo artist. There's a bunch of shit we want to talk about. So um, let's hit the intro. Lee, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How you doing? How- I'm doing well, man. How's it going with you? Yeah, yeah, good, good, man. It's good to be here finally. Yeah, man. It's, I'm stoked yeah. to have you. It's uh, I, I, I don't know why I stumbled. <laughs> I tried to explain uh, that they could see some of your work on my body, but I realized that that would be a very unfortunate um, visual for yeah, a lot of people. Just to get it clear, <laughs> I have not seen you unrobed. Fully. <laughs> um, I've only seen parts of your body. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's a that's a fair that's a fair point that's a fair point that's the only thing i'm gonna say um mike in the comments is saying not a visual we want oh <laughs> uh, wajiha shouting out good friday what is up uh mike and wajiha uh, mike congratulations uh, mike is part of the tribe time the discord server and uh, he's got some amazing news that he shared with cool. us yesterday congratulations my dude um congrats uh, uh, Good Friday uh, sounds like me in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we'll um, we'll show you some snippets of, of Good Friday uh, later on. But uh, I always start these things by saying I uh, gave you a little intro before the intro. I kind of botched it. I, I run through it cl- quickly. But um, in your own words, okay. introduce yourself to the tribe. 
So um, my name is Lee Solink. Um, I'm a ta- professional tattoo artist. I'm an artist. Um, you know, I do like a bunch of different kinds of arts. Um, I always dwell in different kinds of things. Um, I just, um, yeah, I'm from South Africa, Cape Town, and I've been doing art for like uh, the last uh, shit, 20 years of my life. You know, so it's it's my daily daily thing. You know, I've, and also music's been a big part of my life. I grew up. Um, playing drums for over 15 years or something you know so I got into music and that that all combined with my my arts and my music and you know I um, um, played in quite a few bands growing up um, many different bands I mean uh, probably over 10 different bands and uh, quite a few uh, main projects as well and um, yeah it's just um, I pretty much just do art you know music i i haven't done music in a in, in, in a while just because of what's been going on but um artistic wise i'm 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 there i'm a modern artist and that's what i do music is kind of how we actually first met um on that uh i think it, w- it was it was i've seen you play with good friday but i think it was the good friday music video uh yeah, yeah. I, I was there with the like the sae crew yeah, uh, trying to figure things out because I, I think you were a year ahead of me. Um, I was, mistaken. yeah. And uh, and I don't I don't actually re- like fully remember the first time we hung out and properly oh. like oh you, you 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 tattoo people I, I want some tattoos like I don't I don't remember yeah. the exchange I just remember always calling you up if, if there was a tattoo. I think it was probably through Jacks maybe. Um, it could have been through Jacks maybe because uh, you know when I got to SAE then I met Jacks and then I did that whole um, uh, the exam thing where they made me play drums for the exams and then they had to set up the mics and everything so I met like all of these guys um, through that like and I was the drummer you know what I mean like I did the I did the, the, the test thing for them so they would do the test and I would play they would record it and that's how I met Jax and then eventually like so much story behind that whole thing um i tattooed him and then he probably yeah you probably saw it from that i want to i want to i want to dive into the whole good friday thing yeah <laughs> a little later but um <laughs> take us back man um how yeah. how did how did art and music uh start for you before any of this stuff happened like where where did that stem from um it's all from my parents, I guess, you know, um, my, my, my older brother, he was, he is artistic as well, you know, and my younger brother, they're both artistic. So I guess through just, um, growing up, my mom being artistic and she was, uh, into pottery and stuff like that, you know, and painting and stuff like that. And I kind of watched her and I started doing pottery when I was younger with her and playing with clay and sculpting and stuff like that so that kind of got me into it and my parents were really supportive and they sent me to art school you know so they were like yeah you can go study art at art school you know and through that push you know i kind of influenced my older brother influenced me a lot because i always saw him do stuff you know and um and also he started buying comic books and that was a big influence in my life was the comic books and he used to buy comic books like once a month he used to get one comic book and go to uh, CNA and go get, grab a comic book you know and then we would read that same comic book a thousand times and then I would just sit there and copy every single character like you know and just try and copy it and copy that style and then like I just fell in love with all of that 
that that kind of style of comic books and you know the um <clears throat> comic book art and like tattoos eventually only later on but um yeah i like, was just influenced from there and then this the art school just drove me like to the to the max because once i went to art school i wasn't that good because then there were other people around me that were just like beyond my skill you know and i was like what the hell what is this you know like how do i compete you know and um but then that's what music came in it was weird and then music jumped into my lap and then i started playing drums and then that separated me from i was doing art but i was doing graffiti and i wasn't so focused on my fine arts you know my fine arts that's, and stuff that's what i was going to say cuz most people um especially especially uh from this side of the world from the middle east when you say like oh yeah. i got into i got into music i got into uh, tattooing i got into um uh, a- any kind of artistic endeavor in general it's mostly uh, yeah. rebelling rebelling against yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but yeah, you exactly. you were sent you were like oh that your parents went all right you, you dig this stuff here's art school mm. so you're rebelling mm. against school with music <laughs> I, i was in a sense like i, I wasn't like the best best students and like you know out there you know I was good at doing art but I wasn't like the best in, in the class you know because there were kids that were like busting out the asses way better than me and I was just kind of sitting in the back going like oh you know like I'm not as good as these kids but I had music which no one else like didn't really do and I was playing shows and I was playing music every week I was uh, pra- like had band practice every single day pretty much um at like four o'clock and like and that, that was my life band practice and playing shows and my art was just designing posters for my band <laughs> you know that was my art like that was my vibe and i did cool stuff for that and that was also kind of got me into designing like posters for shows and stuff back then and different bands asking me to design their posters and i had like hundreds hundreds of posters on my walls just from shows that i did over those years So for for the people um I think I didn't I didn't properly preface it you're currently mm-hmm. you're, you're now you're in South Africa but you used to live in Dubai for for a very long time I right I did Yeah I did um for about nine years I think I lived in Dubai yeah So and that was uh, after after I left South Africa I decided just to change it up you know and I jumped to Dubai and stayed with my parents there and obviously went to SAE and met you and everybody else Yeah Yeah I I I'm always curious about um about the stories like how everything starts because everyone has such a different radically different story um yeah. to, to, that got them on their on on that path and like uh y- this is why this is why I I want to have this conversation with you because not only was it like art and and music which is already a, a very creative endeavor and having it be your you know full-time gig eventually mm-hmm. uh like one of those stories that I really like but you ended up wanting to be a tattoo artist in a country that bans tattoos. <laughs> I know. Like it was How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know, it just happened. Like I didn't think about it like that, you know, I kind of just it just happened, you know. It was never a thing that I wanted to do. Like tattooing was never on my my plate, you know. It was never um uh like an idea in my head. Like it was it was given to me a few times by different people, you know. when we were um sponsored by um, a tattoo shop when I had one of my bands called Namu um there's still stuff online you can find Namu South African hardcore rap hip like hip hop band and um we got sponsored and I designed some tattoos for my homies and I designed my own tattoos and the guy then back then he was like oh you should become a tattoo artist 
And I was like, yeah, but I'm studying, like I can't, so I'm doing music and I'm studying, I don't have the time. And then from there, I kind of like, I never did it. And then like years later, when I ended up Dubai, it just kind of, it was weird. It was just kind of like, there was that Miami Ink phase where it was just Miami Ink just came out and it was just like on TV all the time. And I started watching it and I just kept on watching and I was like, damn, that's cool. I can do that. I thought, I think I can do that. I can just draw on people and then stick this needle inside of them. And then that's the <laughs> thing, you know what I mean? And that's what yeah. kind of just gave me that idea, you know, and then I, I was just like, I should try this, you know, like, why haven't I tried doing tattoos? And at the time I was in Dubai and then, yeah, I mean, that's another whole another story after that and how I got into to that. So, so um, Mike, I think because Mike just asked, when did you realize tattoos was your jam in the comments? Um, Miami Inc. And, and those kind mm-hmm. of shows had a had a big influence on on that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just because I saw, I watched it a lot, you know, there was episodes after episodes and like the drama was whack, but the tattoo section parts of it was cool, you know, and I was like, you know, there was this one section where the guy just took a pen and drew on this dude and he just tattooed that piece afterwards. And I was like, what the fuck? You can do that? You can literally <laughs> just draw on someone and just tattoo that. I never knew, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really think about tattoos like that deeply, you know, so... It just kind of fell into place, you know, one step after each other. I met uh, my mentor, Ujo, who helped me. And then he got me off the ground and kind of pushed me a bit. But like, he just kind of like told me like, do this and do that, like design this and design that for me. And then he gave me a bunch of shit and he was just like, do it. And I was just like, uh, okay, I guess I'll have to learn now. And so, that's where my so, friends came in. <laughs> exactly. But you, so you went art, uh, from art school, then uh, after that, you studied audio engineering at SAE? Um, filmmaking. Filmmaking. Yeah. 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 So I did, I did filmmaking in SAE. I, yeah. I, even as long as I've known you, I always thought it was audio. No, no, it was, it was <laughs> uh, film, filmmaking. Yeah. That's Not how I sick. met Steve and all of those homies, you know. So I met all the audio guys and I met like Steve and like all the film guys as well. Make sure and both. So. Dur- during that time is when you like uh, fell in love with uh, with tattoos. Mm. Yeah, I did. It was um, it was like it was weird story. Like um, you know, I I at the time I was working as well and I had to study. I had to work and like do my tattooing at the same time. So I had my day job. I actually studied and I worked. So I, I studied from eight till one o'clock and then i worked at rage from one till seven and then from rage i went to to ujo's place until like about 10 o'clock at night maybe 11 and i would just chill by him and watch him tattoo and stuff and for, yeah that was like that was like four years or something like that for those that don't know um or, or that are that are from outside the uae uh rage is a is a skate shop and a apparel shop um i believe they had a, a an actual skate park at one point yeah in, uh, yeah they did inside the mall at um festival city yeah yeah and they had yeah. a bowl in dubai mall like that yeah. really random bowl on the second floor did they, did they, is the bowl still there i think so i think yeah, so yeah 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 so, i think so there. i don't know how many people i i feel like this generation <laughs> uh there's a whole new generation of people that just aren't don't know aren't yeah, into yeah, yeah. it for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we we actually designed that bowl together that was one of my ideas right there was the rage bowl was on top of the shop Uh, oh that's crazy yeah 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 very cool and i also did all the graffiti there at one point but they covered it up with stickers i think yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um yeah i i uh 
I don't know, dude. I I was always into like uh, music and and art and mm. stuff in general, but I I never had the like skill, the the patience to sit and figure out. Like when I see you stencil and when I've seen you like draw, actually just sit and mm. draw, it blows my mind. It always blows my mind. It's something that like I could see drums, for example. Drums is yeah. is, is something that I've seen a lot of people do. Um, it seems somewhat achievable. I'm not taking away yeah. anything from drummers, but like it, it no, feels possible. like if you practice hard enough. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. A, a drawing and and art and like a painting and stuff like that is something that you ha- it's hardwired into you. It's sure. very hard to practice. I don't know, but um, what did you take away from art school that that pushed it in uh, to that those early days mm-hmm. of tattooing? Um, well, I mean, like the the foundations of it you know like they taught us everything you know like a lot of people don't have that foundation when they start doing art you know especially tattoo artists a lot of them don't have that fine art foundation which is like at the basics of everything which is perspective proportions you know like all of those little things that like that they taught us i took that into tattooing you know so i mean everything i learned from art school was definitely like a bonus for me because i ended up using that a lot like even with um i studied um graphics design i studied multimedia after i finished high school with, for for two years um at um tut to university in pretoria in south africa mm-hmm. and i did multimedia there and that's what i got into digital stuff you know that's what got my, me into the digital stuff because that's where i discovered the tablets and i was like oh what's this and i started i used to draw with a mouse and then I got the tablet going and that's what also influenced me a lot. So everything, everything from art school to to university to even SAE filming, shooting, you know, understanding all of that stuff, like it all helped me to kind of just put it all together into one thing, you know, and now it's all kind of just there. It's just all molding into each other, you know. So um, it's definitely something that artists should do if they could do it you know it's to to put them in that situation of being just surrounded by it all the time isn't it uh, i feel i find it crazy i think um being a in the creative sphere in general these days you really do have to be a jack of all trades like you can't be a you can't be a a graphic designer and not know how to do some photography at Mm. least or just an an idea of doing like a short a one minute instagram post exactly Uh, exactly it, it, you have to engulf all of it mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of market mm-hmm. yourself as well. Indeed, indeed. I mean, that's um, how this, like, my whole side business thing happened, you know, just because of my knowledge of digital programs. I put my use of tattoo style designs and then my use of knowledge of digital, like, programs. And a lot of artists can't do that. And that's why people ask me to do it. Because they, I can, you know, I can work on Illustrator and designer, funny designer, whatever, and do vector stuff in cool tattoo styles, and that's also a thing that helped me, you know, like um, survive. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's it's, uh, it's been a, c- a crazy little while to say the least for uh, for a lot of different mm-hmm. people. I know a lot of um, musicians as well that are full time musicians. You know, doing the bar gigs, doing that that kind of stuff are are. Uh, in a whole different world now i'm trying to figure out yeah. what's happening a lot of people are trying to figure out how to um internet eyes yeah their thing, everything if that's, yeah if, no, if that makes sense. just just completely make make their whole gig uh, uh yeah. online 
but um no, but yeah what, what you what you've been doing i want to dive in, uh, into that a little more yeah. uh, a little later but what you've been doing is i've been um you know me i i kind of i i uh, very uh, closely follow mm-hmm. your your work on uh, on social media, so I'm very stoked to see that. No idea. Um, but Best I want to jump jump into the comments real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Zeno says, "What's up, brother?" That is my brother, actual brother. Oh, we got the whole fam. <laughs> the whole fam is. Yeah, my mom uh, is, is there. Uh, I listening. Think. Yeah. Yeah. What's fans. up to the What's up to the whole family? <laughs> what's up, <laughs> family? <laughs> Um, I'm saying good. This is this is not their first time, you know. They're used to the interviews by now, you know. I've done I've done my fair share of interviews in the last couple of years. <laughs> you know what? It, it's I I it's super heartwarming for me because um my parents my my parents are a little more old school. They're obviously very uh, uh, conservative, uh, kind of Middle Eastern mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took them a while to. Uh, to open up and, and mm. figure out exactly what it is I do and um, I, I remember like even up to a point where they thought audio engineering meant like I just play drums they did <laughs> I was like no no I like I it's yeah, an engineer no, I it's, and uh, and it took them a real long time to, to kind of come around but um, it's I, I love stories where you know the whole family comes out swinging because mm. it really does give a push that's, that's oh, yeah. super uh, unique and super powerful Oh yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't have done all of this stuff if it wasn't for my parents. Like, I mean, I don't think any anything I would have done, I would have done without them, you know what I mean? So if it wasn't, I don't think my parents ever said no to something that I wanted to do. Like if I said I wanted to become whatever, they would have been like, okay, just don't mess it up, you know, like just do it. Like, and that's how they've always been, no matter what, even if we did mess it up then they would still they would still be there and just that's how they've always been i don't think i would have been as um driven in a sense if i if i didn't respect them you know like the respect that they've given me and then like i have to pay it back so i would have just either been a lazy ass and not care about it or just like always show them that i can you know show them i'm worth it in a sense that i'm just not um um wasting their time in a sense or disappointing them you know that's here here's a question a the the art and the music uh is one thing mm-hmm. but how was the uh the family and the friends reaction to you saying you know what i want to do tattoo people now <laughs> it, it was at first like i mean all my friends were like excited as hell because they all knew that they were gonna get freaking free tattoos for for days um <laughs> and my parents at first, it was for weird for them because I, um, I I told them that I was gonna start tattooing, and they were like, "Okay, that's 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 interesting," you know. At first, and then I started getting into it, and then I did that one, like I did one or two tattoos at home, and then I showed my parents, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's not bad," you know. I like did this big ass dragon on my leg, and I showed them the one night. <laughs> I just walked out the room; they all freaking bloodied up after like seven hours of trying to figure out what I was doing and just showed my mom like hey mom check at this she was like oh shit that's pretty cool I was like yeah 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 I mean, you know and then eventually over time when I started actually making some money and everything started kind of flowing and I showed them you know this isn't just I want to do this and then they were like you know you can do it and they were totally cool with it you know and then after a few years they were always there they always supported me and they were always like yeah that's cool my dad's like always commenting on my stuff like you know, my mom's always commenting cool, on my stuff, and yeah. I've tattooed my mom. I haven't tattooed my dad yet, so um, but I've tattooed my mom a few times, and 
both of my brothers I've tattooed multiple times you know that's, that's what you cool. gotta do yeah man I think I think uh, nothing uh, compares to that kind of uh, you know support system yeah no for sure I mean like my friends as well I mean I had I had like Steve and Jax and Luke and like Raz and them and like all of those dudes were there from day one you know they sat there in my room watching me do my first tattoo they all stood there around me sitting down there and like freaking just watching me tattoo this thing on my leg all janked up like you know like that's how it was you know and I was just like oh this is crazy and they were like oh man I can't wait to get tattooed by you and I was like yeah just give me a while you know like just wait and then like a couple like a week later I'm doing like this big fucking skull guitar piece on Jax's stomach <laughs> on my bed like super scratches style just lying on the bed like freaking shaking in the machines janking out rubber bands are shooting everywhere he's screaming like fucking dying on his stomach like it came out pretty decent like I mean it wasn't bad but I was like thinking about it now it was just like what the fuck was I doing the, like <laughs> the, tr- the trust your friends have in you for, for, for those first couple of pieces must have, must have meant yeah. the world yeah and my one friend Toby as well also tattoos on his stomach and like I was just pulling lines like five times you know and I like really like yeah it was crazy times but it all like I, I was always like yo you know like a few years later I did a full sleeve on him freehand biomech all in like 10 hours straight one day like he came over a few years later you know like from that to that you know that's that's how it happened you know like it's crazy it was just it was just it was too easy to get people to get tattooed it was just like what's tattoo me like that's <laughs> yeah. that's how it is it's like you know everybody wants to get tattooed so, yeah, let's see uh let's see what the comments are saying uh would you have saying uh rage was all the rage <laughs> back in the days rage was all the rage <laughs> um uh Romario's in the house. What's up, Romario? Romario, hell yeah. Those SAE Romario vibes were well, sick. Man. Tattooed him, he was there. That day one, freaking homies, Jax. <laughs> Jax is in the house as well. What's yeah, up, Jax. Jax? Thank you for tuning in. I've been trying to get that fucker on the show for so long. Dude keeps bailing on me. Jax, I'm calling you out live on air. You better you better <laughs> come on the show. Tell yeah, some uh, good Friday stories. Uh, Mike is saying, I can draw a stick, man. Mad respect for those that can draw it like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm on, I'm on your, your kind of uh, plane, Mike. Uh, I, I can draw a stick, man. And if I'm feeling adventurous, I give that guy a couple of, couple of hairs. On, on the <laughs> Um, yeah, you, I mean everybody can draw a stick man, so everybody can draw. Just not. Dude, I had to practice enough. to get to the stick man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you have saying that branching out from art school to all the other uh, following fields and spheres from then onwards is amazing yeah shout out uh, shout out to would you have, yeah it is and um mm-hmm. would you have someone that's uh, super artistic as well she does a lot of uh live paintings on her instagram she's part of the the discord um for those well, that right. are interested in, in joining our little tribe discord uh there uh someone someone will throw it up in the comments every once in a while because yeah. because the links uh, the links expire every hour i think yeah um Mike is saying supportive parents are awesome. Mad respect. Absolutely agree, Mike. Um, and then he asks, Dad, why no tats, man? <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad's scared of the needle. He's, he's, he's a, he's a slight, he's a wussy. Doesn't like, <laughs> doesn't like it. <laughs> scared. It, it's weird. I'm, I'm terrified of, uh, of like uh, injections and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. you know the, the blood needles. But mm. uh, tattoo needles are, I'm okay with. 
yeah, I mean, they don't go into your vein, you know, a tattoo needle doesn't go into your vein. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. difference. Like, a needle just pierces your skin like a millimeter, maybe two millimeters, you know? Yeah. So it's a big difference. But I also yeah. hate getting blood drawn. Hate yeah, see, to me, um, there's a lot of people that relate the two uh, together. Like they just lump them in together. Uh, any needle is uh, is a is a bad thing, but I think they're completely completely different. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, th- th- speaking of that, like take me through the the first couple of times you did this. Like there must have been a roller coaster of emotions. You can't just like. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know fr- friends were supportive and stuff, but from your end, from your perspective, like the you know, there's a fear. I assume. And then there's like the confidence, mm-hmm. and then there's like a quick oh fuck, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens like all the time. Like you know what I mean? Like it never ends. Like in a sense that you'll get to a point where you'll be happy with your work, but you'll never be. You always think like at least for myself, I always think that I can be better. You know what I mean? Like a better artist. I always question myself, but in the beginning, it was always just like like doing a tattoo and then like seeing it like healed up like. Um, a few months later and then going like what the hell did I just do and then you try to figure out like what you're doing wrong you know what I mean but you learn that over time you kind of understand that like everybody's skin's different and the technique needs to change and then like over time it becomes much easier but then you kind of lose that fear as you say you know and it's the fear of like but there's it comes back only only every now and then you know you have to do something hectic like a rib a, a, like a rib tattoo or something that a big rib piece and you're just like oh man it's gonna be pain and you can't mess it up and you have to be perfect and you just like get those sweats in the moments of knowing that like each line has to be completely steady especially if you're doing like straight lines that's that's what puts me kind of in my place sometimes when i'm doing very difficult straight line work but then I know okay cool it's gonna come out perfect i hope it's gonna come out perfect because <laughs> tattooing is kind of like that you know once you put it in there it's in there you know it's so you kind of kind of go with the whim but other than that like i mean the beginning is always tough you know it's always difficult to learn something new and understanding it and then like learning your style and like because i had it really difficult starting in south africa because i came down here from dubai not knowing much, not knowing anyone, like out of the blue, this random like colored guy from Dubai just rocking up in Cape Town, South Africa, going, "Oh, I can, I want a tattoo now," and everyone was just like, "What the hell? Like, who are you?" Kind of thing. So it was really difficult to kind of build up a name. You know, it took me um, six, seven years to get to where I am right now. So after after struggling through that, and then eventually getting respect, then it started getting better. And then once you get into that flow, it just it becomes like a thing you know every day it's just doing art on people it's like a, a like constant art exhibition every single day of your life it's just that's it's it. a crazy it's way to look at it art. yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and like that's how i see it you know so um was there was there a piece before moving to south africa was there a, a, a tattoo you did or a, or a moment in time where you went yo like this this is the path not this isn't something i'm practicing this isn't something I'm trying to get into. Like, mm-hmm. this is who I am. I am a tattoo artist. Was there that um, like, eureka moment or was it more a gradual kind of finding yourself thing? Um, I think, yeah, it was a gradual thing because there's 
at points in my life when I was tattooing where I like doubted myself. I was like, I'm shit, I'm on jank. Like there was like a couple of times I would just get depressed and just go like, I watch jank, like it's not different, it's the same. It's not, you know, like I get to those points where I question, but then eventually when like I got the first message from like a random person saying that they, <clears throat> from another artist saying that they respect my work and they love my work you know and that was kind of like oh that that was kind of like a push towards kind of like oh shit i'm doing something you know and then once i started getting messages of people messaging me just to say that they love my work that's when i started realizing like okay i'm doing something right you know um and not just people asking me for work but like people just randomly like just telling me my work's good or like you know <clears throat> commenting on my work or other artists liking my work and like that's kind of pushed me in that direction going like okay that's sick you know like it i'm, I'm getting there you, you know, know i never thought about that you, you're you you have a constant you know the the and I, i'm guessing this applies to a lot of um different uh, types of artists and creatives in general but uh, i feel like uh, tattoo uh, artwork in general gets a lot of instant reviews like mm. on on social media like anyone anywhere posts a, a tattoo it's either sick that's amazing or nah mm. seem better like in an instant yeah. without with with people that uh for the most part i would assume really don't have a lot of um uh you know uh, background in tattoo yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, i i can't i can imagine especially uh, in the early days or, or trying to you know make a name for yourself in south africa there's got to be a lot of those like nah or yeah kind of uh, instant responses right Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like people, I had people messaging me saying like, like of the older artists going like, "Don't do that," or like that was a shit tattoo, and they were like, "What the fuck?" You know, like why? You know, um, that that would put me down. But the, at the same time, they were also like helping me, like now realizing what they did back then, kind of pushed me to kind of be better, you know, at what I, what I'm doing today. So that kind of pushed me being angry at them, going like. Why did that guy message me telling me that the tattoo's bad? Like fuck that guy, you know, whatever. Like, but now I'm like, oh yeah, now I can stand next to that guy and go like, you know, thanks for doing that. Now he's like looking at me, going like, oh shit, you know, this guy's like, he's actually good, you know, like now, you know what I mean? So, so that's it. All of that, all of the the, the trouble that I went through was kind of all good, good trouble. But at the same time, it was it was shitty, but it was also like a push towards what I have now. And I always think that. Um, I can be better. Like I always try and push myself to be better. So it's only the start yeah. of things it, to come. It, so the work eventually show, uh, show, speaks for itself, uh, kind of thing, right? Uh, uh, the, as 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 um, as uh, hard as people can criticize, uh, when when you when you stick it out long enough, I feel like there's always there's always a tipping point where you're like look back at the stuff that you used to do and yeah, used to get yeah. criticized. Then you're like. Without that, I wouldn't have made it here. So yeah, I yeah, know for sure. I, I would look back in my work back then and go, "Damn, that's jank." But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, I can't just be freaking Leonardo da Vinci day one. You know what I mean? Like that's I'm not a prodigy. You know what I mean? Like it took me. I, I've always been like very like I wanted to do different things all the time, so I couldn't just focus on one thing all the time. Like it was me, it was music, it was tattooing. You know, like I gave a lot to my music. Like this was last year was one of no this year was the first year where I just chilled on the music you know and the couple of years before that I was always on the music buzz you know no matter where I was I was always always doing music so I kind of fifty fifty it you know so yeah. trying to be good at both both things instead of just 
focusing on one thing, you know. So yeah, man, it's super cool. Let's um, let's go through the comments. These guys are 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 light lighting it up in the comments. <laughs> um, uh. Uh, Mama says, uh, Marissa says, uh, Lee always said that one night when his dad is asleep, he'll put a uh, one dot on his head. <laughs> that'll that'll keep, that'll keep someone up at night. <laughs> yeah, he wanted. Uh, I, I always said that I want to just tattoo um, his bald spot, just all black, you know, just solid black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that'll definitely keep someone up at night for sure. Um, Abud's in the house. What is up, Abud? Thank you for tuning in. He says, "Hey, sup? I got." A phobia from needles, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I, I like what we're saying. I think um, I think uh, it's super different. Needles and tattoo needles, for me specifically, are are very different. But we've been having uh, um, people have been saying otherwise. Yeah. Uh, would you saying thanks uh, for that sweet shout out, Adnan? No worries. Would you thank you uh, for for being a part of the tribe and always tuning in and keep up the great artwork, keep up the amazing stuff. Um, <laughs> Mike says you earn your tattoos though depending on where you get them. I fell asleep during uh, the one on my neck. Fell asleep Damn. during a tattoo on your neck, Mike. That's the uh, that's crazy. I I don't have a neck tattoo, so I can't really uh, I can't. I only assume how how hard that would be to fall asleep while getting tattooed on your neck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that must be insane. <laughs> Judy says, getting a tattoo for me is like a spa day. The buzz of the needle, it's so soothing. Um, I could I could understand that. I've never I've never been like the super chill ta- uh, tattooed uh, or what is it called? Not the tattooer, the tattooee. <laughs> Tattooist. <laughs> I've um like you've tattooed me a lot. I'm I'm just I'm pretty chill, but it's not I'm not like I'm gonna doze off kind of chill. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I, I still always... like I you're always awake. <laughs> yeah, I still like to right have a away. conversation to, to, you know, feel everything. Make sure that uh, mm-hmm. that I am actually enjoying the process of the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. He's uh, Mike is replying to Judy saying it felt like a spa with a buzz of a needle. He says that's probably why I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> what Jeha says high five to Lee's dad. Uh, I'm always too for the same reason. I almost pass out when they take blood tests. Uh, that phobia has kept me from getting tattoos and other needle piercings. Yeah, that's. I I don't. I'm I'm not a I'm not a piercing guy, but uh, I could definitely mm-hmm. uh, I could definitely take a tattoo. Um, Romario says tattoos are pretty different to injection needles. One hundred percent. Judy saying absolutely. Mike saying Eureka. Yes, I did. I did use Eureka, Mike. Uh, Eureka and uh, Epiphany have been a, a kind of a staple on the show last time. <laughs> Um, Ramire saying, uh, definitely can be sore depending where you get tattooed, but it's only a momentary as, uh, they're going over that part of your skin. Um, this is Lee's pops. Uh, they all look, uh, they all look like comic characters, but I just want to be different. No phobia for needles. He's saying we all look like comic book characters. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause of the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he gets. He, that's a, that's another story of us all together in Dubai, walking around, freaking all tattooed up. The whole family. Yeah, we definitely uh, get stared at. My dad's the only one that looks like this random Arab-looking dude walking with this crazy tattooed family. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just stares at us like, "What the hell?" Uh, Roxanne is asking you, Lee. Do you have or know anyone with full body tats? Yeah. 
Full full body, Honestly. like full coverage, right? Like the, uh, yeah, the old yeah, school. Well, I mean, like from about the neck down, full, you know, up to the hands, legs, up to the feet. Yeah, lots of people down uh, here Jude, have tattoos. Judy's asking the heart on his face. Does it signify a heartbreak? No, it's, it's a triangle. A triangle, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting yeah. that you uh, you thought it would um, that you went straight to to heartbreak. If, if it was a heart, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. No, um, it's a triangle. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's like a Egyptian kind of thing. You know what I mean? I've got another triangle on the other side, I think, or oh, that's my moon. I don't know which one, which side is which I never. Yeah. That's it. the moon. The other side. Yeah. 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 This one, yeah. yeah. So I've got another two triangles on my face. That's this cool. one is just because it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people I, I, we, we had conversations about tattoos on the show before and um, I say like I'm very uh, very inst- uh, impulsive that's the word I was looking for I'm very impulsive when it comes to it but at the same time I give a thousand percent creativity to uh, to the artist like that I don't think I've ever uh, had a gotten a tattoo from you where I gave you more than like three words of, of like what do you want I, uh, a lighthouse <laughs> yeah just do your thing what do you want uh kind of like that old grandfather clock but do it in your own style um which is this one yeah. by the way uh for for those that haven't yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. um yeah and uh, i so so the the like uh imp- the very impulsive thing a lot of people ask me remember the uh i did the plague doctor Oh, oh yes. my leg that you, that you did. A lot of people ask me like, "Why'd you do that?" I was like, "Cause Lee posted it and it looked sick." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I know. He posted that was, it on on Facebook and said, "Does anyone want this?" And I shotgunned it, and that yeah. that's, now that's on my leg. <laughs> that happens a lot. I mean, it's a it's a it's a normal thing. You know, a lot of people would get tattooed just because they want to collect the piece. You know, it's I have a lot of clients that like collecting pieces where it's like they'll you'll. I'll tattoo them and they'll be quiet and I'll post up something and then just out of the blue they'll come out and be like, oh, I want that piece. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> See you in a week. And then, boom, done. You know, it's, it's it's very easy like that as well. But like certain clients are like that, you know, like, I mean, homies that know me, like understand the way I work and stuff and they know like what I'll do for them will be as cool as I can make it be you know some clients are very specific some clients are very picky and then some clients just like tell you exactly what to do but are never happy with what you do because they have a specific picture in their head but they can't um Translate. they can't draw it yeah but yeah. they know exactly and they're like but can't you make it like this and then it just looks whack and I'm like but that's not how I draw you know so there's a very like a variety of clients that make it easier and that don't make it too easy for you so, I mean, you have yeah. always been super chilled with with all my work, so that makes it even better, you know. Like that makes my best work come out. Where it's just like, boom. I just feel it, it would be redundant for anyone <clears throat> to go to a professional anything, and, yeah, and try to try to make it better than they would. No, well, for sure. I mean, that's, like, like it's, even even if it was a, a baker, you know what I mean? Like, imagine yeah, you going yeah. going to a bakery and being like, "No, I want you to use this amount of salt," or no. Do your thing. I'll I'll just be happy to receive the professionalism that you put years and years behind to yeah, get to like, this point. It's not like you go to McDonald's and you tell them like, why don't you just change? Like, can you make my burger like medium rare or like? <laughs> give me you know give I mean? me the like, three pickles, please. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I, I always, I always thought that was uh, that was the way forward. Even uh, even when it came to um, uh, what you're, you're doing recently, and for those that uh, that don't know, uh, Lee's the guy behind the unmuted after hours logo, um, which I'm going to throw up on screen right now. That logo, uh, Lee designed, and he did the um, the one that the uh, the patrons get on uh, on the t-shirts for the merch, the full design. Not just uh, like stencil. Sick. So, um, so all that's done by Lee, and uh, I'm, I'm very stoked on uh, on on that design. Yeah, it, okay, uh, that was another one. That was like, do your thing. Just I, <coughs> here's kind of what it's for, and uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I think there was one change. Like, is there a curve oh, or it, not a curve? And that was it. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was literally one change. Yeah, no, it was tough, though, but. It just sometimes it just works a lot a lot of my clients i did that with um they were all very like open to that you know so they're very easy and like easy going like all of those logos i did were all like every every single person i just showed the drawing and it was just like oh sick i was like okay sweet boom get it done you know like so it's 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 nice to have that acceptance instead of like being that kind of because i'm very specific you know so yeah um i can't be controlled too much Cause then I'll just freak out because I'm like I'm not a graphics designer. I'm an artist just doing graphics design shit, you know. <laughs> Even though the stuff I'm doing isn't very, it's just stylized. It's very like artistic, but just in a different format, you know, which is based on graphics designing vector styled the logo work, you know. But yeah. just with that tattoo artist twist to it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's gotta be. I don't know. I want to. I want to dive into into like the current state of the mm-hmm. world uh, in a little bit. But uh, it, it's got to be such a um, like a, a when you realize how many tools you have in the shed, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you've been doing this. You've ba- basically been doing it uh, for as long as you've been doing tattooing, but never in this to this capacity no. for, for this reason for this end result. Yeah. Um, but it's a tool you've always had that's as sharpened as as uh, you know straight up tattooing. Pretty well. much. Yeah. I mean, probably better because i mean i've been you know i've been doing this since like you know how long ago 15 maybe 15 years ago you know i started doing designing graphics designing and designing self illustrating actually so um like i said earlier like i started with a mouse and then went onto the tablet and i was like i've got this tablet from this computer shop and then i went to university with it and people were like what is that thing like (laughs) it's a tablet look at it and they're like oh cool man that's so cool like you can draw and like it's it's crazy now i mean everything is like all everything's tablets and you know like i mean i wouldn't be able to do my job without this tablet in front of me it's my it's just as important as my tattoo machine is you know yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's um yeah, I, I think, the, and the more technology is, uh, is advancing, mm. the more it, it allows. Because now there's like those pressure sensitive, and yeah, I don't I mean, know if that's got, been a while, yeah. but uh, like it, it freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people still get freaked out when they see see you draw on the iPad, and they're like, "Oh, you drew that on the iPad? Like, where did you get that from?" Well, it's like, "Where did you get the design from?" Like, um, my mind. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> "Where did you find that on Google?" I drew it. Yeah. How on the iPad? Oh, you can do that. 
<laughs> yeah, the, we, I, 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 you and I have uh, had a, a discussion before when while I was getting tattooed by you about the uh, the Google artist, the one where yeah, you yeah, can yeah, rock yeah. up with with a printed <laughs> image straight from Google uh, versus the like. I, I'm getting a fully custom, custom. piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people do that. It all the time and it's it's everyone's done it you know and everyone's grabbed that design off the internet and slapped it you know i've done it a few times myself but i mean i i 90 of my work is always the stuff i draw i always want to draw my stuff even if it's someone designed that they want to do i will redraw it and do yeah. things that i think is just better for my for me you know what i mean so mm -hmm. but 99 of the time i'll i'll draw it from scratch no matter what you know like everything is always that i have to be doing i can't just copy someone else's piece it's weird this unnatural feeling you know yeah yeah mm -hmm. let's um jump into the comments real quick uh what you have saying um i wanted to get an eyebrow pierced uh once and saw some videos on youtube of kids much younger of me than me getting them uh, to prepare myself and i almost passed out just watching that uh that's how that's how wussy i am <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, watching people get pierced before you go getting a piercing is is the best idea. I think you just got to dive headfirst into the concrete, like we always say on the show. Yeah, you just got to do it. Yeah. Uh, Judy saying sorry. It looked like a, a heart uh, on the small screen. Yeah, no, it does look like a heart, like when I squish my face. But yeah, I I know I, I'm I'm a very happy man right now. No heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you have saying is that uh, the earth element symbol, uh, the other big triangle, yeah. it's my element yeah. too, if it is. It, the earth element, yeah. It's the uh, alchemy, everyone has an alchemy symbol for their month, their birth month. Um, mine is earth, yeah, January. And uh, what you have saying, hers is too. Right. Shout out, shout out to, uh, I don't know anything about that stuff, uh, but uh, shout out to all the earth symbols. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Judy saying all four of my uh, tattoos are significant uh, life events of mine. Uh, all tattoo artists, all tattoo artists designed. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think mine are too. Even the silly ones, like uh, even the ones that I aren't necessarily as a super uh, like particular mm -hmm. moment in life. It represents a time in my life that I I look back on. Indeed. Uh, says that's the next one I'm getting from you. Custom so soul ink. Uh, work. I I don't know why I thought that said uh, <laughs> I, uh, that said something completely different. He capitalized, <laughs> capitalized the, uh, the yeah. custom and it threw me off for some reason. That's the next one I'm getting from custom story. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike saying, "What symbol is for me?" Um, you'll have to Google that shit. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember every single symbol. It could be. There's, there's different symbols. It it wouldn't be an, a, a specific element. It could be a different kind of element as well. Not specifically water, earth, fire, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just reminds me of Captain Planet when you said that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I it's I'm Earth. I'm the brown the brown kid in Captain Planet Earth with a heart. <laughs> it worked out. Everything worked out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you can't have, you can't have him without without heart, like Earth yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Got to have all of them combined. Man, that sh that show was uh, was before its time. It was uh, <laughs> it, it was fighting for stuff we didn't realize we really needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I, can I grab my? I want to grab my plug quickly. I just want to plug this in quick. Do your thing. Do your can thing. I do it. Yeah, yeah. Two seconds. Two seconds. Go for it. Um, guys in the comments, let me know. Uh, let me know if you 
uh, first of all, having tattoos. Second of all, if you have any uh, crazy tattoo stories, um, I'm excited to show you guys uh, Lee's uh, uh, previous band while he was in, in the UAE. Uh, he had a band called Good Friday. Um, would you have remembers Good Friday? Uh, Jax, if you're still in the house, uh, Good Friday uh, was Jax. Uh, he uh, played guitar and sang in uh, in Good Friday. And Raz, the guy you all know uh, from from even back in the vlog days, Raz was um, uh, the bassist in Good Friday. Uh, and I, I'm going to show you guys a little snippet of of their music video uh, in a bit. It was one of the craziest. We're good. Yeah, he's yeah, back. Um, it was one of the craziest uh, music video shoots to happen in Dubai. How long ago was that? That was that was at least ten years uh, ago. Yeah, that was yeah ten years ago, man. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it all kind of happened during the UAE, uh, SAE, UAE, SAE phase. Uh, met Jacks, and then we started the whole band thing. Um, we just decided, you know, let's let's just start a crazy ass hair metal band, you know. I mean, <laughs> the shows are crazy. I mean, the one time we got kicked out of a show because Jax took off his clothes. And I remember that. I, I was there. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was in his boxes and they were like, no, this is not allowed. This is not allowed. You got to leave. You know, like, well, come on, man. It was it was really good time. We even played a show in... Um, uh, we played a show in Ski Dubai. I think we were the only band ever to play a live show inside of Ski Dubai while they had the Ski Dubai World Cup going. And what? we, yeah, uh, good, good Friday played Ski good Dubai. Friday, yeah, 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 for MTV Arabia. Yeah, man. What? And um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we we played a live show inside of Ski Dubai, and literally we were on the one side, and then. There was the skiers going like in the middle of us, and then the crowd was on the other side, like standing across from the, you know, from the freaking the, the ramp going up and down. So you were just every now and then there was just this dude going past you, like this <laughs> one, like, and we were busy playing. Yeah, it was it was really awesome, really awesome. I mean, we did a few shows. We did a big show at the Autodrome, but we had like there was like ten people there. You know what I mean, Dubai style. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Like, the, the thing uh, I loved about about you guys is that when, whether it was ten people or a thousand people, Good Friday yeah, played we, played like they were in in an arena when they were on like tables. It was it wasn't even a stage. It was on uh, like just tables and a carpet. And, yeah. and Good Friday would put on a show like it was an arena. We we like we would um that was the best shows when there were no one there it was just like sweet loud ass band practice okay cool now we can just go buck wild and not give a shit <laughs> and just jam the fuck out you know it was really cool really good days man awesome Jax is time. in the comments um shout out to Jax. he says don't do it which is uh, which is why i think we should absolutely do it play a little bit of a, a good friday music video <laughs> here just to show everyone how crazy do it, it was do it. Um, but I'm just going to read through the comments uh, real quick because some people are still talking about tattoos in here. Um, Romario says, Lee, when are you doing a DXB tour again? Uh, Romario is uh, is asking the question I've been asking you for a couple of years. <laughs> I know. Um, we I need know, Lee back man, in like, Dubai. Hopefully in the future, you know, once things settle, w- once settle down tour, a bit. Yeah, once a tour is actually uh, physically possible. Yeah. And then uh, once I... I can't even fly anywhere right now, so... I mean, yeah. that's not even an option, but hopefully in the future, man. I hope, hopefully in the next couple of years, I can go. 
come back that side again, catch up with everyone. Sarah's in the house. Uh, shout out Sarah, thank you for tuning in. She says, Lee did three pieces of mine and I love each each of them so much. He is someone I can shoot shit with while he's stabbing me with tiny needles, but still keeps me so comfortable. Sarah, yeah. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Yeah, it's been a while. She's like one of my regulars in Dubai as well, you know, every time I come yeah. up. That's every, every single time you're here, we both have something to show each other. We're like, hey, yeah. look what I got. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I've uh, says, up there. Uh, Khaltamim says, I've always wanted to get covered in them, even uh, sat in a chair, but I'd, I'd have a tiny ounce of second thought, so I never got one. Um, now, now I'm 100% in for sleeves and legs, uh, just looking forward to going uh, to an expo once this is done and meet the artist I want, Aussie guy named Troy. He's insane. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why when you when I read Expo, I immediately thought of Dubai uh, Expo 2020, and I was like, wait, I don't think they have tattoos in uh, Expo 2020. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't but think yeah, so. But yeah, ta- a tattoo Expo, yeah, that they makes have, more sense. They have, a, they have Dubai Inc. They have that um, the Dubai Inc. thing in Dubai yearly. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure if they had it last year, but it's like an underground tattoo convention in Dubai. Yeah, but it's, Dubai Inc. or something. I, I, I read about that. Yeah, it's it's mm. you are allowed to show show uh, off the tattoo. you tattoos. Can't tattoo you can't the, tattoo, and yeah. it, it's it's like a gray area where technically the tattoos aren't supposed to have happened in the UAE. Yeah, but as but long as no one like vouches for it. it. Yeah, like they <laughs> such don't a weird a gray area. And <laughs> yeah. I, I I also uh, someone told me that uh, as long as it's not payment, you can tattoo yeah. people f- physically. You can t- sit yeah. and tattoo your friend at home. Um, yeah, but as can, long as there's can. no exchangement, exchange of uh, p- uh, payment, um, then it's uh, it's not considered illegal. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, there's they do they worry more about the medical side of it than anything else. That side in Dubai, I think you can still tattoo people. They know that people are getting tattooed there. I mean, so many dudes advertise on Facebook blindly yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? It's like you can find them so easily, and they. Been, I know guys. T- tattooing there crazy since since i started homies are yeah. still tattooing yeah like yeah all the time i've had a i've had a few pieces from from people that have been here for for a while i have a at least an 11 year old 12 year old piece on my back from from a guy that's still doing it out here uh, on the coast of Sharjah, like just just hammering it away every every day <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy um, uh, Mike says I have Mandarin writing on my neck done up like graffiti on my left shoulder I have uh, the uh, Vitruvian man I I there's too Vitruvian. many V's in that I can't, I can't say that you guys know I have an issue with like Vitruvian version man. yeah <laughs> uh, and on my back a Canadian flag uh, done as a thorned skull damn dude a happy uh, belated can- uh, Canada Day we, oh, no, we celebrated Canada Day together last episode but yeah that sounds sick um, first, uh, first tattoo, first date with my boyfriend after my divorce. Uh, we married, divorced, fifteen years later, but cool memory. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I had a, I had a stupid. Um, it's not stupid, but I had a, I had a girl's name on my back when I was uh, like thirteen years old. So uh, that's covered up, thank God. <laughs> the classic. The classic. Would you have says, I remember that music video. It was crazy, crazy good. Yeah, we're gonna play it right now. I'm just trying to uh, run through the the ink stories. Um, I have stories for all four. Uh, Judy says, "Yeah, I um, share them. Share them if you if you don't mind. I love hearing ink stories with uh, from everyone." 
Khatamim says, yeah, the ones in the music room, they used to have competitions on who had the best. Uh, this is the um, the Dubai Inc. And the yeah. bar says, I don't think Dubai Inc. happens anymore. I can't be yeah. uh, too sure. Nothing happens in Dubai anymore from Khalid. <laughs> I want to get Daffy Duck with a lawnmower from Khalid. <laughs> um, on second, Judy says, my best friend uh, got Inshallah tattooed on his huge bicep in Dubai. That's funny. I love it when they get Arabic uh, yeah. ink because it's it's it it looks cool. Like calligraphy looks yeah, cool, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know how uh, how it translates most of the time. Uh, Adnan, I know you have tattoos. Let's see them all, please. Rudy's always trying to get me to take my shirt off on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't we don't want Facebook to take us down, guys. Yeah. Uh, Tamimi says, "Oh, I clicked something." Uh, Tamimi, where are you at? You know when the the comments are scrolling up i try to like click to highlight one and then i click a name by accident and uh and it just it messes the whole stream up but um there we go we're back now i need to get this cat away from the (laughs) yeah come here (laughs) the real star of the unmuted show dude you have no idea they get more airtime than i do <laughs> um, Isada saying, "Oh, geez, Adnan, you got a tattoo when you were 13. Hardcore, yo, yeah, it was, it was, it was one of the eyebrow uh, tattoo pencils. So it was just that single needle, and it was a friend of mine's mm. uh, second tattoo ever. After he drew a line on his own leg, just a line, and I was like, oh, that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tattoo this whole this girl's for some reason?" And then, like, I still got a piercing done by my nose by her in Dubai. And I still went to check out her pieces she was doing. And I was like, can I see a machine? And she just showed me this little makeup machine. She was doing, like, full-on tattoos with this thing. It was so bad. Like, you so really bad. have to carve in to get to get something shaded or going. But you need a proper machine. You yeah. need a definitely. You need the equipment. I mean, my machine <laughs> itself is so expensive. You... you pay for you know for quality so yeah uh, let's uh let's let's get into good friday because i think uh jacks <laughs> deserves it so um we're gonna play a yeah, snippet of it. it just just uh up until like the the first or second uh, chorus mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh, then i want to ask you a lot about good friday um so this is uh good friday with uh sweet 16 i um i helped out with the video uh i think i was just like a runner or like a gaffer i was basically helping mm. the lighting guy stick things up on on the on the stands and stuff like that and um yeah it was a lot of fun here's uh, here's good friday sweet 16 
So, Hell so yeah. that, that was the music video for uh, Sweet 16 by Good Friday, where you were playing yeah. drums and in the music video tattooing as well. Yes. <laughs> so that yeah, runs that runs even through the music. I know, I know. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't actually tattooing um, Bellamy, and that wasn't um, a tattoo I actually did. I just pretended that I was tattooing. So, but it was still cool, though. I mean, it all kind of worked out. That's crazy. And you guys, yeah, how how did you join Good Friday? What what was the story there? Because I don't I don't see you as uh, the glam metal band guy. Mm. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I've, I've I've actually played in lots of different bands. Like um, even in in South Africa, you know, I played in a jazz band and I played in a reggae band. Um, I played in a metal band, like a punk band. Like so, for me, it was never about being that kind of person it was just about being the muso in the band because it was always just i could play whatever they made me you know i could play it like so whatever project i thought was amazing and cool at the time i just hopped onto that you know so good friday just kind of happened like that it was like i said earlier um i did um i was asked to to do um like the the drums for the sae sound um the audio guys for the exam And that's how I met Jax as well, because um, one of his, I think I did one of his exams or something. Or um, And then I, you know, I had to play tracks and they would, you know, tell me to play this and I would play a drum and I would, and then he eventually was like, oh, you, you're good at drums and, um, you know, we should link up and jam sometime. And then just from there, we kind of just got together and we just started jamming, you know, we started jamming at SAE in the rooms there, in the sound rooms there. Uh, when we can, you know, we just fuck around there. I mean, We, we hardly ever practiced. I don't know how the fuck we started the band because we, <laughs> we hardly ever practiced. Like, half of the songs were just freestyle and then, like, some of the songs we wrote were, like, proper songs and the half of the songs was like, fuck it, let's just go for it, you know, because we were all just musicians, you know. We could just play, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just linked up like that from just SAE and we just started playing together and um, uh, we all just kind of... Um, just joined we just became friends you know like it just met it was just kind of like easy because we just it was just clicked easily you know like together so it was all the history from there even even a place in a place like dubai do you feel like uh tattoo and music go hand in hand even though technically it's it's illegal here but it, i mm-hmm. always feel like those two worlds always always go hand in hand yeah yeah i mean it's 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 an art form so i guess um Music's an art form, tattooing's an art form, and people always associated music with tattooing at one point, like rock and roll and tattoos, you know, so I kind of, it just kind of stuck together, you know, and like, I mean, I started doing, I started loving music way before I started loving um, tattoos, so it was always part of me, you know, since I was a kid, like my dad is a musician, um, he, he, he plays guitar, And um, his um, his brothers are musicians, and like the first time I ever played drums was on my dad's brother's drum set here in Cape Town when I was a little kid, you know. And like so, it was all it was all there, you know. And um, I guess the art just came with it, you know. Like it just flowed in with it, you know. So it's it's hand in hand both. Like I mean, there's so many tattoo artists, drummers out there. It's like a thing, you know. Like I'm not the only yeah. person like that. There's thousands of tattoo artists drummers out there you know and they're all like similar in a sense you know artists that play drums you know it's 
it's, it's hand in hand, I guess, for me at least, you know. So yeah, and you went on um, after after Good Friday and after moving to to South Africa, back to South Africa. You um you joined. How do you say? It? Is it Dukum? Dukum, yeah. Yeah. Dukum, uh, you, yeah. And and you guys toured for a while. Yeah, we we toured for two months in France. So um, what happened was I came I came back and then I came back or I went no no I came back from the states I think and then um, one of my friends girlfriend was in that band. She's the audio. She's the the, the video live video player on the on the on the stage. You know, so they would play a live video. Um, she would actually play it. As we played with it, so like a live music video while we playing. So our, our whole set had a music video um, in the background. Each song had a music video that was played live by her. Like that's her. So for those uh, for those band. watching the uh, the live stream, uh, there's there's a bunch of footage on on screen right now. That live yeah. video is going to the beat and everything. Yeah, that uh, goes is, to is the being beat. Played and she plays it with drumsticks on the side that you can see. There's a little pad there on the side that she hits on. Yeah. So um, she 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 got me into the band, and then like I did a I did a, um, a audition with them, and they they said, "Cool, uh, we're going on tour in three months." So as soon as I joined the band, they were like, "We're literally going on tour next year to France for two months and playing a 32 show tour." And I was like, "All right, let let's do it. Let's let's get into mm-hmm. this shit." And I just bashed it out with them, practiced almost every weekend for three months straight and then yeah we hit up france for two months we played 32 shows in over 30 pounds and three major cities we launched our album in paris um and because it was it was a it was a french label that um that signed the band at the time because they did all this um kind of foreign kind of stuff a lot of south african kind of projects that they were working on so it was like a kind of thing about bringing south african bands or like african bands foreign bands over to europe and like Mm -hmm. exposing them to to everyone you know and people enjoyed the uh, people you know enjoyed the the craziness of the band because it was a very political band in a sense um um the band stood like it was a very like um, like I said, political band. I said, but they stood for everything. Like I mean, it's a multicultural band. It's yeah. a white. It's a it's, it's a black. It's a black man. It's a, it's a white dude. It's a white girl and a colored colored dude. You know. So it was all about just showing the, the world something different, and also through the music, like the struggle that the lead singer Isaac sang about was like deep stuff. You know, it was very crazy, um, like really rough shit. So I mean, if you listen to the music, it's not appealing for everybody but it is crazy enough to get people dancing and going crazy in the club where they don't even understand what you're saying but they still enjoy it so <laughs> does, does being does being in a band like that um and plus the the actual touring element of it mm-hmm. does it does it uh influence the art you produce like did you produce different feels uh, while you were on tour or was it uh, do you feel mm-hmm. like your your style? You know what I mean. Like, is there is there a, a, a tangible uh, influence to to being that politically or like that active and and being uh, traveling and all that stuff? Um, I'm not sure. Not, I mean the I mean the band itself. Like, like um, they they went through a lot of shit. They actually got sued by 
by a right-wing activist group, South African group, that wanted to sue the band for hate speech because they made a song about the farmers, like how people are, like the farmers are being treated on the farms and how they are getting abused and like um, obviously there was a big problem with the farmers and how they were being treated and these people were getting paid with alcohol, you know what I mean? Like they were getting paid with money, they were just giving alcohol and like these people are all alcoholics and their families are screwed up and that's been generations of these people like um, colored and black people working on farms and like, you know, there was there was a big push against that because it was full on like a big thing and abuse against a lot of people that didn't deserve it, you know, so um, the band said something about it and said like, you know, made the song that was about like rising up and taking what's yours and it's like, who's stopping you from um, 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 just taking over the shit because not going out and killing farmers necessarily and like that's the wrong thing to do but standing up for your own people you know what i mean like and not being treated like a slave in a sense and not being used and abused and being put in like a alcoholic state of mind constantly 24 hours you know and that's mm -hmm. how you survive you know and be so that's that was a big thing that the band like stood against and um, pushed it and saying that like you know um that's wrong and then this 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 forum after forum came out saying like yeah we're gonna be taking you to court for hate speech so like obviously the 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 lead singer and the the damien one of the producers went to court and they won the case um the band won the case for obviously freedom of speech because you obviously could say anything but they were like really upset about it i mean a lot of like big south african stars tuned the band like even like one of the biggest south african um singers african singers in south africa tweeted at us saying that we must go fuck ourselves because oh shit <laughs> they don't know what we what we're talking about kind of thing you know back then it was, it was a crazy time but um yeah i mean like it's it, it, it's i was about the music i wasn't just about the political side of things i was about hey cool let's uh let's go on tour and make some music and have fun you know that's that's i'm i'm always about the positive side of the things more than the heavy negative side of things you know like yeah cool like fight the power but like at the end of the day i'm just here to make the beats you know in the background that, that, that's actually something i've i've always related uh to you with like the 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 idea of just like positive mental attitude man i don't give a like i'll 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 fight i'll fight for uh the, for freedom i'll fight for everything mm. quality I'll, I'll fight for for the stuff that deserve it but i'm not gonna go um and like put someone down or, yeah. or try to try to argue a point just to prove that i'm right like i'm yeah i'm yeah, trying exactly to I'm, I'm, you know the the just show as much uh, positivity out there as, as possible yeah. and i think that's the uh, that's the biggest um oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, output i want to have into the world yeah. You have to. I mean, whatever you push out, there comes back. You know, it's energy given out is always taken back in. You know, so I mean, the more positive you are, I mean, you can't. You know, people are always going to be negative at one point of their life. You know, everyone gets negative, especially during a time like this. And you can't always be positive, but um, when it needs to be positive, you know, when you have to be, then you just, you know, everyone can just be happy. You know every day if they wanted to be happy you know it's just the way you see things so i think like i always have to be that positive person like especially with tattooing which is a big thing is 
people want to come to me because I'm not negative or I'm not like an asshole or dingy or dark or like to myself like always involve my clients always speak to my clients no matter what and try and make them feel comfortable no matter what like even if I've tattooed I've only like met people through tattooing like you know what I mean like I never hang out with anyone that I've tattooed many people I've tattooed like I know them but I've only tattooed them and like that's yeah. the only time I would see them like you know yeah. um it's it's weird and it's like I know them you know it's already it's like they're my friend you know it's like even though I don't hang out with them all the time it's, it's like, also a super um I don't know if, if intimate is the right word but <laughs> it is it is a, a it's a super no, um it's it, it's your it, your, it's, your, your personal space uh there's got to be a lot of trust there's mm-hmm. obviously conversation you're talking about at least at least a couple of hours yeah yeah part. um i mean so- it gets it it's intimate in the sense that i mean you're letting someone else like change your body you know in a yeah. sense so in that sense that person for me intimacy comes in the memory of the person for me like that's what always drives me is that that person's always going to remember me no matter what happens so i always have to do a good tattoo on them to know that at least i'll be a good positive like state in their mind and not just like when they look at the tattoo go like oh man the guy was such an asshole like it's like you're printing you're leaving a mark on someone that someone else will never forget like they'll never forget it you know yeah, so 100%. um um Yeah, it's crazy. Like that I always think about that. That's why I always want to do my best work and like I always want to be um a positive person because that person might if that person thinks I'm an asshole, they'll tell that other person that I'm an asshole and that kind of will just be like don't go to him, he's an asshole, you know, kind of thing. That's just how the world works. Yeah, the, it, you know, it, negativity spreads faster, way faster than yeah. positivity at this point. I mean, you have to be such a like nice person to be like a tattoo artist you have to just deal with people in the nicest way you can even though sometimes you'll get angry shit and they piss you off and you just want to like bash their face in you can't because you're just like okay just smile just just sit nod and smile and say yes and just do it <laughs> what what's, <laughs> That's what's anything what's one thing that people get wrong often uh, about about being a, a tattoo artist like what's one th- what's one thing that is uh, is a pet peeve or uh some, something that you've seen constantly happen um from from people that that are that don't quite um, get it um i think they don't realize uh i think it's more about the realization of how much effort goes into it like the the that's the the time it takes to design certain things you know what i mean it's like a lot of people don't realize the scale of certain things like doing full sleeve designs or designing like back pieces or like even if it's a small design it could be very intricate but it's very small you know so um there's a lot of things like that that kind of piss me off but not to a point like i would understand if that person doesn't know anything about tattooing you know but i don't really get a lot of people that's the the thing i don't like is when people don't know my work and then they'll ask me they'll want to get tattooed by me but they haven't seen my work and then they'll ask me to do something that's kind of like not my style you know what i mean so i always tell them just go look at my work first and then decide and then tell me what you want to get done you know what i mean so yeah. it's like but other than that i mean it's always usual the the usual questions like what's the weirdest place you've tattooed someone like i've been asked that question like a million times like 
billion times, a thousand million times. I like, yeah. cannot stress. And every time I just sit there and just like, uh, I don't know, on a butt, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, that's, I, that's it. You, you you must have had the like. Uh, what's the weirdest place you've tattooed someone? And I'm I'm assuming like, what's the hardest place to to tattoo as well, right? Those are the yeah, two yeah, top questions you to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to always get anytime you uh, you you start a tattoo on someone. They're gonna be like, oh, so yeah. is it, is this supposed to hurt? Is, what's the hardest place to get tattooed? Yeah, yeah, no, it is definitely what's the the most painful most painful place to get tattooed. So, I mean, that's always the one question I'm like, where do you want to get tattooed on your ribs? And they're like, yeah, that's the most painful place. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I have a story about my ribs. I got, I have, uh, I have, you don't have to be blood to be family tattooed yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it was, it was done by a friend of mine. A shout out to Saman, who is now in Canada and has a, uh, like, like a, a proper a, shop. Proper shop artist. Uh, he does, he does illustrations and animations and crazy stuff. But it was, uh, I think it was his second, third tattoo ever. He's done a couple. And um, it was this janky tattoo uh, machine. Um, started. Is this when was, the power went off? The power went off halfway through. That's yes. the, It was one of the craziest <laughs> things I ever had to do. Um, I, I started feeling like, you know, the heat started uh, going away. I started to cool down. Uh, the, the, the ink, the, like, the place itself started to, to not hurt as much. And then as soon as I started getting comfortable, power comes back on and he had to finish the tattoo. And it was, um, it was one of the craziest things I, I ever did. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that happened to me actually with a client once here, because, um, we had that whole time period of when the power just would shut down for two hours and we totally forgot about it happening. It's called load shedding. So that at a certain period of the, the day, they would just cut the power in certain sections in the city because there was no, the, the, like the, the, the power over here is all screwed up. The, like, the power plants all screwed up and shit. So um, I'm busy tattooing this, this chick and next thing the power just dies. Boom. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot yeah. about load shedding. And then she was like, what are we going to do? It's a big ass tattoo on her shoulder. I'm like, okay, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have batteries or anything. And then eventually I had to call a friend. He had batteries at his shop. So I tattooed her at his shop. Like I went to his shop that same day, took my client there and tattooed her in his shop. That's amazing. Let's jump into the comments real quick. Uh, back, uh, going back to, uh, to the Good Friday music video. Uh, Sarah says, uh, I think I got an STD after watching that music video. I have no clue this was filmed in Dubai. That was fucking dope, though. Uh, yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember being there, and I remember seeing everything take place, and I was like, yo, how, how is this happening? How's, who greenlit this? <laughs> Would you have to say, that was honestly? Just, that, was, that was literally just Jax that got all, like, his friends to come and shoot with us. Like, I remember that. all those, um, those chicks and then like they came all to do the music music video with us and stuff so i remember asking because uh um, jax is the the madman i, I, for, I forgot who uh, who was direct marcus marcus, marcus. Was the guy, like directing yes. it and stuff and that was I know, also I was one like, of these ideas did you yeah did you guys get like a, a crew like a, a modeling agency what is this like no this is just jax's friends <laughs> yeah and um we shot it in a in a in a like club i think 
like yeah, some it was club in um in where was that club during Ramadan by the way that's why it was oh, closed yes. in Ramadan yes so so Allah, all that all that stuff rats. was happening <laughs> <laughs> this is why i'm telling you it was one of the craziest music videos to come out ever come out of dubai and it's super <laughs> underrated i think it it should have been like the video i know right fuck man uh what you're saying honestly this music video is pretty ahead of its time i 100 agree with you um and then we moved on to tattoos judy saying uh it's totally intimate not like sexual but just intimate 100 percent mm-hmm. khan is in the house he says greeting amigos and tribe what is up khan thank you for tuning in he dropped in for a quickie <laughs> what is up um uh what we need is some positivity from khan 100 um uh judy is asking who tattoos you um just I've got a, quite a few friends that tattooed me, like homies at my shop that work at my shop. Um, I have like one or two guys that I've always gone to get tattooed by that I trust. Um, guy called David. I've been tattooed by Chris. I've been tattooed by a guy called Guy, Jared. Um, a few people I've been tattooed by, quite a few. Just random people over the couple of years, you know. I try to watch them tattoo and learn from them and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, quite a few different people. I've tattooed myself also a couple of times. Yeah. I think every tattoo artist has a has a bunch of uh, uh, self made pieces, mm. kind of thing. You have to you have to tattoo yourself in the beginning. It's the way it is. Uh, what you have saying, Adnan, tell him about your next butt tattoo. Um, I, I well, the, so there's this uh, there's this thing that happened in uh, the, the after hours where I was uh, I was on with Khan and I told him I want to get your name tattooed on my butt. Um, and it took him so long because I was, oh, I was I making making the joke that your name yeah. that, that and and it it like took about name. like yeah it took about forty five minutes and writing it on a piece of paper and <laughs> and the tribe uh, commenting because at first he was really taken back he's like what why would you do that I don't get it <laughs> but uh, shout out to Khan and uh, and I will get your name tattooed on my butt eventually and uh, and I, I I just I it, I think I saw it um, Steve O from Jackass has it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just I've one actually of those... done that. I did that tattoo in Dubai. Oh, for real? Like, yes, on a crazy fucking skater homie of mine, like two o'clock in the morning at my house in Dubai one one morning. Like, they just called me up and they were like, "Hey, Carl wants to get our names tattooed on his ass. He's gonna get his name like." And it's like two o'clock in the morning. These dudes just called me up and they're like, "We're gonna get tattoos right now." I'm like. Are you guys fucking crazy? I'm like, yeah, please, please. I'm like, okay, fine. But like, 500 turns each. They're like, okay, <laughs> fine. Like, I was like, come now. And they're like, rocked up. And then I was like, no, don't get, you're going to regret getting actually their names tattooed. Just get your name tattooed on, on your butt. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it on this dude. And it was just fucking, yeah, those ruckus. And I remember my parents were like, gave me shit because they were making so much noise like three o'clock in the morning this dude screaming getting tattooed on his ass like wow shouting and shit <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that would that would uh, <laughs> piss some parents off to <laughs> yeah i know i know they had it a few times though uh Hans saying happy fourth of july folks uh yeah happy fourth of july to everyone uh, from the u.s um judy happy fourth of july uh roxanne happy fourth of july to you as well um yeah uh everyone in the usa hope hope you guys are are uh, safe and insane and uh you know fighting the good fight and with everything happening over there i have i have family in virginia i know how crazy things are over there and um uh, like we were saying earlier i'm just trying to i know we can we can 
dive into a lot of uh, what current affairs and what's happening around the world and the civil unrest and all that stuff that's uh, that's been taking place. And um, but you know, like we were saying, I, I just kind of want to take a break from the news. This mm-hmm. is kind of where where the the tribe just kind of hangs out and talks about creativity for a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, ev- everyone's uh, uh, thoughts, everyone's uh, fights, everyone's uh, you know struggles are always always on our minds. Um, indeed, and indeed. Uh, and happy Fourth Fourth of July uh, f- for everyone over there. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully hopefully things will die down soon. Um, yeah, equ- equality will especially be, in like, the states. Yeah, hopefully we we don't have to like argue about you know having equal rights. Like I I, yeah. I want I want the next generation to just live in a place that you know in a world that 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 isn't even a conversation anymore uh but yeah yeah man i mean that's it's been a crazy crazy time especially with the whole corona stuff going on and the blm movement and just it's like everything piled up yeah everything completely piled up on on top of each other it's like it's like uh uh, it's like a pressure pot. Like the, yeah. the world's been uh, taking so it's much been, shit the been, whole time. It's been it's just, cooking for uh, for years. Now it's just slow. It's not even exploding yet. It's just slowly bursting on the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Asada saying, "I have plenty of visible ink, and I've been approached by random strangers with the same question. So I totally understand the ha- the whole uh, same old question." And then she also adds, "I would totally get a butt tattoo. Come on, tribe, uh, let's all get a communal design together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if if we all get your name tattooed on our butt, um, <laughs> then then we could we could like I don't know. There's going to be fifty people running around saying that same joke. It'll be amazing. They actually did that with um, a continuous line project kind of thing where they tattooed I think like sixty people all one continuous line that goes across all of them and then into a different design for each person there's a video shot where they show it it's insane you must watch it it's really interesting so, so they, how does it work like got, from one person to the next yeah they all like when they stand attached to each other they all stand next to each other it's a literal tattoo just that just goes on on 60 people like in a circle like the, this guy did it over time where he could just like literally add on to it as it goes you know so you can make this continuous tattoo on just as many people as you want i'm gonna write so this whole down. video shot about shot about that um tribe if we find it's this called I'll, the world, I'll post something, it. world tattoo something like that um world tattoo I'm not sure 100 percent, but just check it out you should be able to I'll find, find it online. i'll it's find very, it very very i'll post it on the on the page for you guys yeah, uh, yeah after, after the stream um uh, where were we? Khal uh, Tamim saying tenacious D uh, with uh, mm-hmm. with a separate butt cheek tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Michael Asmar is in the house. What is up? Thank oh, you for tuning in, Misha. Yeah, dude. Uh, he says uh, this guy gave me my first tattoo in his parents' house, and then a few years li- after, I got another sick ass tattoo on my leg. I saw this dude become the badass artist. He is good luck, man. Throwing the yeah, horns man. up for you. Yeah, Mike, man. He's my homie. Also, another regular. Every time I go up there. I see Mike. Awesome yeah, dude. Uh, Hairiest guy in the hood, but man, he's an awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, man. He really is. I once asked him to take his sweater off. He was like, I don't have a shirt on. 
Yeah, I went through like five races on him the last time. <laughs> Shout out to Michael. Uh, We're also uh, getting getting him on the show. He's uh, he's the bass player of uh, a band mm-hmm. called Aramaic that's uh, based in Dubai. He's currently based in in Amsterdam. So it's it's going to be a very cool, interesting conversation about you know the differences mm-hmm. in in both both of those worlds. Khaled um, uh black on one cheek and sun on the other. Uh, sound garden, sound garden joke there. Um, <laughs> Black hole sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I don't, I, I, I don't like how hard you're laughing at this, Lee. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to give him the benefit. <laughs> oh crap! So good. Um, Michael's asking you, do you have a crazy tattoo story? Oh, uh, crazy tattoo story. Um. Trying to think now. Not really. I don't know. Um, I've got a yes. I, I, not when I got tattooed, but I've got a crazy tattoo story when I was in America. Now recently, when I was doing a guest spot there, and uh, we were, I was busy tattooing, and then um, I was in the shop, and the next thing, this dude comes in, like really crazy looking dude. Like you could see that he, this dude isn't all there, and he comes in there, and he's like. Hey, do you guys do KKK tattoos? And we're like just standing oh, there and like literally there's like three Mexican guys standing behind me. And it was just like all of them were tattooing. We all just stood up and everyone just stood up and looked at this dude. And this guy's like, yeah, I just want to get this KKK tattoo done. And we we're like, oh shit. And we all ran to the front. We're like, what do you want to get done? We want to see this. And it's like a portrait of his wife wearing a KKK suit, like outfit. And shit, like full on. She's like, "Yeah, I want to get this done in a portrait." And we're like, "Nah, bro, we cover that shit up. This is the wrong kind of tattoo shop." And this guy was just like, "Oh, I just thought I might have asked." Like, and we're like, "Nah, bro, can't you see? Like, there's like five Mexicans, <laughs> brown colored dude from South Africa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you think we're gonna be doing KKK tattoos? And that shop actually does a show where they cover up racist tattoos for free, called Red- Redemption Inc." And it's oh, I've a, seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So they do, they do, um, they do free cover-ups for all like racist tattoos and stuff. So that that was pretty crazy. I mean, I've never ever experienced anything like that before, and I was just like, what? Yeah, America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, you, you you don't get that kind of stuff uh, as open as you do in no. the states. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was definitely something else. Uh, so that was pretty crazy for me. Other than like getting crazy ass tattoos, like I haven't had any like, you know, crazy like in- encounters with any people like that yet. I've kind of always done my, my things right, you know, gone to the right people and stuff. So at yeah. least. Um, what he has in the, in the comments, he says, my fellow South African throws up. Uh, oh, we lost. We lost uh, Lee. We'll, uh, we'll get him back here. But uh, Wadiya says, uh, my fellow South African throws up the, the flag and some horns. What is up, Wadiya? I actually want to wanna ask uh, Lee about uh, about entrepreneurship. And I also want to ask you about, you know, starting your own business and that kind of stuff. So uh, so when we get him back, we'll uh, we'll dive deeper into that. Let me just let him know that it's the same link. Same link. Keep going through the comments here. Uh, the tribe is uh, shouting each other out. Um, Mike saying probably tattooing someone at two at two a.m. on their ass. Yeah, I, th- I would have thought the same, but the one uh, 
the one he came up with uh, with the Redemption Inc. is is definitely uh, definitely a, a, a crazier story. Uh, the other Wadiya is in the house. Wadiya, what is up? Uh, it says hello, hello. How's it going, Wadiya? Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's uh, Mike saying not in Canada either. Uh, crazy racist tattoos are frowned upon here. I I'd like to think that they're frowned upon everywhere. Is that is that too uh, too crazy to to assume that uh, you know uh, racist tattoos are should not be uh, around? Um, yeah, uh, Lee's saying his uh, his iPad died. So he's just plugging it into the wall and uh, and and he'll be back. Remire saying, unknown to me, we ran into uh, neo-Nazi bikers while on tour in the UK. I only found out they were Nazis after the gig. It's a bit surreal. So they uh, they they came out to the show and and were cool with you guys, or like how did that work out? I'm very curious, uh, Remario. Let me know how that story panned out. That sounds crazy. Um, I ran into I ran into a bunch of people like that on on festival runs. Um, in uh, in france and stuff like that but uh but it it, w- it wasn't a like a an Yo. interaction oh we got I'm lee back, back. what's up there you are yeah we got him back um hey. yeah i was just i was just going through the comments uh, i never thought i'd meet another with but hi with uh <laughs> to the other with um but yeah i was saying uh with is shouting for shutting you out she says my uh, fellow south african uh, threw up a bunch of uh flags and some some horns for you there and i want to ask you because uh well, as a, a entrepreneur as well she started her own business she uh she uh, runs a catering company she's a chef and uh, i want to ask you about like being a tattoo artist is one thing uh opening up a shop and and running it and the business side of stuff feels like a whole different world is uh yeah how how did that like when when did that happen and how did you just go you know what um I'm I'm opening up my own shop and I'm getting people to to help me out and work for me and I'm my own boss now. Yeah, like it just you know, I I tried to get a job in different shops when I started tattooing, you know, like and it was really difficult to get a job, so I kind of just wanted to do my own thing, you know, just to uh get things going. So I I um out of out of chance I kind of just um decided like when I came down to Cape Town, I put my work out there and then I was like, I'm looking for a job. And I got lucky, like one dude just messaged me and he was like, yo, do you want to come and work at the shop? And I was like, okay, cool. And I went to the shop and there was no artist there. Like he fired his artists and um, I had a whole shop to myself, you know? And that was the first shop that I worked at was called Fine Lines Tattoos. And then uh, from there, like I was on my own and then like I worked in that shop for a few years. And then from that, I kind of learned and I was like, I really want my own space where I can tattoo and not be like bothered by anybody. And like, you know, so I found a little space in the same building that my, my, my current shop is in now. I found this little space that someone mentioned to me. It's like this dude's looking for artists, like different artists to, to uh, work in this building. And I was like, sweet, check it out super cheap so i was like let me get in there and then like it was literally like a four by four size room you know just one room that's it and that's where it started and then from there i kind of just bolted up and over years i was like one dude came and he was like yo can you teach me how to tattoo and i was like sweet we needed a space got a bigger space and then from there it just just blew up you know it just grew from there and then i got the big shop and then it just 
yeah, just people coming in and out, like homies that I helped out over the couple of years. I had a few friends work there for a while and then they left and they did their own thing, you know, homies went and opened up their own shops and stuff like that. So it was all really cool journey with just people coming along the way and, and like enjoying the shop and enjoying the journey and then just moving on, you know. My shop's very easy, like it's a very um, easy kind of shop. It's like each artist just works for himself. So you come in when you want to come in, you work when you want to work. I'm not the boss. I'm not, I don't tell you what to do. I, you just pay me the, the section of the rent and that's it. You know, that's how my shop worked. It was a space for you to work. And like, I wasn't the, the con I never controlled the shop in that sense. I controlled the shop name and what the shop was but I never controlled the artists in the shop and I never took money from the artists in the shop. Like I always, um, they always made their, 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 their hundred percent salary. Like yeah. I only took, rent. you didn't take a percentage took. or a cut from them or yeah. For yeah. Them. I just, we just all split the rent. That's it. You buy your own supplies, you tattoo your clients. That's it. So it was super easy. It was very easy Did to run. Did that model come from from you working in other places and seeing what was like what worked for you as, as a artist? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I learned from doing guest spots in different shops. I kind of learned what not to do in a shop and like seeing other shops that I worked and guest spotted in. Like it felt it it was weird because like I felt like the artists weren't happy in those shops. You know, the artists always had stuff to complain about you know and how they were controlled and how it was like a nine to five job you know instead of just being an artist and doing working at your pace and being like at ease you know and that's how my shop has always been yeah and uh, i'm assuming the the business side of it uh gets a lot uh a lot more attention than than uh like or equal attention at least than as as the art side but it's like a necessary yeah. evil to to maintain the level of of artwork you're producing i'm probably like the worst businessman in the world but like i think i know what i'm doing but i'm probably like the worst person when it comes to like business like money wise like i don't waste my money but i also like spend my money because i like spending money you know what i mean like i'm that kind of person i like buying things and like i've got like habits to sports you know smoking you know the, you know that shit <laughs> so that's the thing that it, <laughs> that needs to to be kept up and like freaking uh just my expensive computer habits unfortunately i'm a big gamer so i love splurging my money on on computer parts and upgrading and all of that kind of stuff so um i have my hobbies that i have to I have expensive hobbies. I'm a drummer, which is like super expensive. I love computers and it's damn expensive. It's like, you know, I I use my money on the shit that I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, I've uh, recently, especially since the um, the whole quarantine <laughs> and the and the COVID's happening and all that stuff, I started realizing that uh, Tara, my wife and I, would be doing weird things where we'd save nice nice things for later. Mm -hmm. um, and and we we would we we wouldn't necessarily splurge but we would even if we got something really uh, nice like for example a really nice bottle of rum just yeah, just yeah. sat there for for 5 years without us drinking it without us enjoying it we had this really nice product this really nice thing that we wanted to to enjoy together and then when when this whole covid thing happened i'm like why are we saving all this random ass shit like why didn't we just drink it 5 years ago and try to yeah, get I another one later <laughs> 
Yeah, get some more. Exactly. Like you gotta now that the world's the way it is, you just gotta live in the moments. You know, enjoy what you have. You know, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen next. So I'm just like, oh well, just might as well be happy now. We can be, you know. 100% Khan just, uh, just just quoted you in the comments I, I think that should be a t-shirt I use my money for the shit I want <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that should definitely be on a t-shirt um, Romario, uh, Romario was telling us a little bit about uh, bumping into neo-Nazis on the, his UK tour I just want to read this this comment mm. it says uh, the venue we played at was, take, was taken over by the punk scene in that town previously to that it was just a dingy pub and across the road was a neo-nazi biker hangout uh, they were hanging out at the gig venue before our gig having beers and we passed each other without issue i was pretty stoked because that was in the middle of uh that sons of anarchy uh, craze i remember that i remember when everyone yeah. it was sons of anarchy and vikings when everyone had the undercut <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, people uh, turned up for the show. Barkers left, and the bartender said at the end of the night that if people didn't turn up, they would have started trouble. Uh, when I asked why, the bartender said they were Nazis and had a swastika back patches. I was completely oblivious. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe growing up in uh, in the Middle East kind of um, makes us like uh, n- uh, not as alert when it comes to <laughs> to that kind of uh, stuff. The, yeah. the culture you don't pick it up right away. Uh, Mike Angelo saying, I quit a smoking herb like five minutes ago. I mean, cigarettes. <laughs> uh, we still have whiskey and vodka from the dinosaur era, he also adds. Uh, Judy says, uh, wow, no shit. I got one tat in the USA. It was a fine line. Uh, fine line USA. I don't I don't know if that's... Uh, is it the same oh, no, brand? No. Yeah, no, it's not the same. It's not the same shop. It's not the same. I was fine lines in South Africa. Yeah. So that's, uh, Hopefully one day it'll was, expand all over. But you did you did do a, a stint in the US, right? Yeah, yeah, or, in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah, I've been there, yeah, been there like twice already now. At a shop called Falling Heroes. Cool man. Yeah, I um I so, that's the shop that I helped set up a couple of years ago. So I went over there, actually flew over there with a friend of mine and we built that shop together from scratch. Like fucking went there, set it up from scratch, started tattooing straight away. Like it was insane. It was like two months or something that I was there when I set it up. And I went back there again like a few months ago, also for another two months. Just tattooing for a charity event. So I go up there for the single tattoo thon where we do um charity for ovarian cancer. So it's mm-hmm. the Pseudonopoly Pseudonopoly Ovarian Cancer Society that we donate to every single year and we raised uh, thirty thousand dollars in a week wow dude yeah it was like 10 like i did like at least i don't know fucking 15 tattoos every day small little tattoos like that like stuff like this this size like one of each other from nine o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night every single day for seven days straight it was crazy I've I've yeah. seen you. Um, I've, uh, by the way, guys in in the in the chat, if you have any questions uh, for uh, for Lee as we uh, we kind of wind down here, uh, hit us now, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll get all those answered. But I was going to say I've seen you do the grind when when you um when you would come to Dubai, you'd you'd 
you know, oh, work. Yeah. It was it was a hundred percent work. There was even trying to get you out for a beer, or you know, hey man, just come hang out for a little bit. It's uh, it's either resting because you just you know churned out twenty back pieces, or or it's uh, getting ready for for another twenty pieces uh, to do. You you really uh, grind when it comes to to the work. Yeah, I know my hands fallen off almost in Dubai <laughs> at one point. Like I remember the one year I went up there like. My literal and my knuckles were like swollen so badly that I couldn't tattoo some homies the last couple of days. I was just about to leave. I was just like, that's actually after like I just did that 10 hour full sleeve on my friend all in one day, like one session, 10 hours in a row. And like I was dead and I was just like, I can't, I can't anymore. Like I always want to go up to Dubai. I'm, I'm busy every day. It's like I can even be more busier in that place if I wanted to be because it's so, there's so many people up there want to get tattooed. But I make it's it worse. It's, it's, it's weird because uh, the idea of not being allowed to have a tattoo shop here uh, still boggles my mind. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really have um, any uh, any premise. You're allowed to do a bunch yeah. of other things uh, if, yeah, if you're, you know, you're speaking from from like the religious aspect and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but just specifically tattoos, I don't I don't know what it is. Um, even even when it comes to like the medical. Uh, you know the rules and regulations and stuff they've they've uh, approved a bunch of other stuff that i saw i, think... I saw a, a shop in jbr though i saw i know a homie that opened up a shop in jbr an actual what? tattoo shop on the side like oh really shop. yeah like a filipino guy like, i did not see that like last year or like last year or something i messaged him and i was like can you open shops there now and he was like la lang 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 or some shit i don't know what he said but he said it in his he said it to me and i was like damn it and i like translated and it's like that meant like um only only like only those will know or something like that like uh, some weird thing like like yeah so, some uh what's it called uh haiku or whatever it is yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i was like come on bro <laughs> yeah because because uh, i yeah. i know there, there are there are workarounds. Like I said, there is like yeah. a, you can you can open something, but it has to be a, a beauty salon license. Yeah, it's got to be a beauty salon. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's one of uh, it's still still weirds me out. But isn't it crazy now that you're in South Africa with your own shop and stuff to imagine that you started in a country where it was illegal to be a tattoo artist? Yeah, I know it was super crazy, man. Like I never thought that I'd have my own shop. Eventually, I just thought 